is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, and James. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Your gift on this Labor Day is a special Fantasy Football Today podcast. I don't know why it's special, but but hey, we're here on Monday. We're talking about all the latest news around the NFL, doing some combos, doing some over-unders. I have a food story that I want to share with everybody, and I want to say hello to Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Hope you had wonderful weekends. Happy Labor Day, fellas. Happy Labor Day, Adam. Happy Labor Day, Jamie. And happy week one, everybody. Hey. We made it. We're here. Woo! It's time. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> Yes, that was like, uh, that was I'm like sweating being in front of a live studio audience again with all that applause. Thank you, Dave. Good stuff. That was Jamie clapping. Th- that was not Jamie. It was too. All right. Hey, Jamie, how okay. you doing? <clears throat> good, buddy. How are you? Feeling good today. I think I'm going to go to the pool after the podcast. Yeah, the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Let me start out with a Twitter poll. When would you draft Ezekiel Elliott? Now, if you didn't listen to Ion Fantasy Football, our radio show on Saturday night, Shame on you, but you can listen every Saturday night going forward. I'll tell you about that in a bit, but we did this poll for the, uh, for the show. 1700, 1800 votes, uh, and picks one through four, picks five through eight, picks nine through twelve, picks thirteen or later. Those were the options for when would you draft Zeke? And picks thirteen or later won fairly easily with 36% of the vote, followed by picks nine through twelve, 27% of the vote. And then picks one through four and picks five through eight both got about 18, 19% of the vote. So right now, people seem to be thinking with Ezekiel Elliott, late first round, early second round. And what's your reaction to that? And do we know anything new about Zeke since we last spoke on Friday? There's nothing new on Zeke. And I think, I think it, I think the results of this poll speak to the cautious nature of fantasy football drafters. And I'm with them for now. This is right where I want to get Ezekiel Elliott is toward the end of round one, beginning of round two, because I think he won't be suspended for six games this year. I'm almost certain it won't be for the first full seven weeks of the fantasy football season, but I'm just not ready to buy into him having no suspension, which is why I can't move him into that picks one through four. What would you ballpark it at right now? The Four pro- games, three games? I'll tell you what, I can't even ballpark it. Well, you have to, so I'm asking, what would you say? I'll games? ballpark it at two games. Two games. Where would you have drafted Le'Veon Bell last year? Uh, I would, I think I would take him right toward the top, but I can't say for sure that he's gonna have two games. Okay, you but you just sure? said two games. So if it's two games- Oh, if let's... it's two games, I'm moving him to number two. Okay, overall. but that's, that, you just said, he's not gonna have a suspension. You gonna told have suspension me reduced. to take a ballpark guess. He, you, you but didn't you said, tell me what it's gonna be. You said he's gonna have the suspension reduced, right? You're not a good lawyer. Yeah, I, you said take a ballpark <laughs> Yeah, come on, I, I he didn't say- I don't claim to be a lawyer. But he, he's not, but we don't know, but- I'm gonna take Ezekiel Elliott in the first round because I'm gonna win my leagues, and that's what everybody should do, is don't wait until the 2-3 turn because it's gonna be reduced. Oh no, 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 this is the 2-3 turn. I'm sorry, the 1-2 turn. It's gonna be reduced. It's gonna be in a, in a, in a situation of probably three to four games. And three to four games is exactly what Le'Veon Bell had last year. And you said yourself, Mr. Richard, right? That you would take Zeke over Bell because of the holdout? Yes. Okay. So but that's, you should be taking, 16. you should be taking Ezekiel Elliott in the first round and you should not hesitate at all. Yeah, I, okay, fine. But, but where in the first round? In the first three overall picks. Okay. I mean, you could ask Dave to ballpark it, but that doesn't mean just because we ballpark I'm not saying, it. I'm not saying that Dave should take him there. He doesn't want to take him there. Don't take him right. there. Right. Jamie's but, ready to commit to Ezekiel Elliott, and he's saying that there will either be no suspension or the it's going to be reduced. Be it's the same thing I said all along. Reduced. It's going to be reduced. He's going to play at some point early in the season, and he's going to win a lot of fantasy leagues for anybody that drafted him in the second round. Do you think there is a 0% chance he serves a six-game suspension this yes. year? 0%. 0% chance. I don't think that, but I don't either. That's why I can't put him up there. So remember, remember. I don't think it's like a fifty percent chance. Though. Why was it six games? Because the domestic violence policy says your first offense is a six-game suspension. That is why I have some doubt about what it will be reduced to. Because it's not that like, may be next year. It's not going to be this year. That yeah, that's true. But if they do get a suspension this year, I don't know that they'll that they'll reduce it because that's what the policy calls for. That said, obviously. Greg Hardy had his has his reduced by the same arbitrator from nine games to three or four, and uh, this arbitrator is a friend of Jerry Jones, according to Jerry Jones himself. So, okay. Anyway, uh, that's that's our take. You've heard enough of it. You know 
you know what to exp- you know as much as we do at this point. So let's move on from uh, from Ezekiel Elliott. I do want to tell you we're doing an AMA and Ask Me Anything on Reddit tomorrow, aiming for three o'clock p.m. Eastern. Reddit's a really cool website. R e d d i t. And if you go to their fantasy football page, we'll have an AMA on there tomorrow afternoon. It'll be at least me and Heath. Hoping Dave can join as well. Uh, t- team name Tuesday is tomorrow, so fantasy football at cbsi.com is the email address, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your emails in. Get your team name Tuesdays in. And you know who, which new NFL kicker will have a lot of team names named after him. Yes, sir. It is? It is Young, what, what is it? Young, Young Ho, Young Ho Q, Young Ho Ku. Young Ho Ku, yeah! <laughs> Young Ho Ku is the new Los Angeles Chargers, I put San Diego with the notes, Los Angeles Chargers kicker. Um, fantasy football today, live video show, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. It begins tomorrow, which is Tuesday, but after that, Monday through Friday, and then 11 a.m. Eastern, we've been doing this show forever. I'm not on it anymore, but Dave, Jamie, Heath, Nick Costos, Pete Prisco, they're on it, and it's awesome. It's a great way to get your lineup set, So, and it's really fun. So fantasy football today on uh, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern on CBSSports.com, Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And as I mentioned, our radio show, Eye on Fantasy Football, Saturday night, 10 p.m. midnight, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern, CBS Sports Radio, check your local affiliate or go to cbssportsradio.com. Let's go through the big news. We're going to have Will Brinson joining us a little bit later to talk some fantasy football. He's an NFL football writer for our website, and he's on the Pick 6 podcast, which is awesome. Le'Veon Bell has reported the Steelers released Niall Davis and Fitz Toussaint. They re-signed Niall Davis to their practice squad, right? Toussaint is on the practice squad. So who's the handcuff for Le'Veon Bell? James Conner right now. I'm not ready to say it's Terrell Watson. That's the other running back they have on their roster. So I think we've been saying for a few weeks now, nobody needed to draft, and it'll be probably a mixed bag, especially once they sign DeAngelo Williams if Le'Veon gets hurt. Andrew Luck will not begin the season on the pup list, but the Colts did acquire Jacoby Brissett from New England for wide receiver Philip Dorsett. That was interesting. Jamie, what's your take on that trade? I think it makes sense for both teams. Uh, the Colts were trying to get rid of Dorsett. They got something of value in return. They probably have the uh, their long-term backup for Andrew Luck. They have a short-term solution in case Luck is not ready for however many games this year. Uh, just because he was not put on the pup list does not mean that he's not still, that, still sit out for a good portion of the early part of the year. So this gives them another option and probably a better option than what they had already. Steven so uh, I think it's smart on both teams. You know, the Patriots are always willing to take chances on first-round talents and you know, as as much as Dorsett has flopped in the NFL, doesn't mean he can't have a role someplace else. And is his role going to be mostly as a kick returner, or do people need to consider Philip Dorsett as a Patriots wide receiver for fantasy? Oh, not as a wide receiver for fantasy, but, you know, uh, I, I think they, this could be one of those situations where they take a couple shots with him, you know, some downfield throws, uh, just gives them an opportunity to move Cooks inside a little bit more if they want to have another field stretcher on the field. I think he's the backup for Cooks. And a kick and punt returner. And for Hogan and for anybody, really. I mean, sure, very, sure, but I mean, he, the one thing would be is if Malcolm Mitchell's not ready to go, this is, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on that if Mitchell's healthy for week one, you know, you'll see a lot of Philip Dorsett being inactive. You didn't add him on any of your teams, did you? Philip Dorsett? Yeah. I never did. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought saying. it was the worst first round pick of that draft. No, oh, oh, I'm, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah. I'm talking about, here. I'm talking about here and now, not no. back two years ago. Yeah, no, never. Yeah, you have been very outspoken about that pick. Martavis Bryant has been fully reinstated. Ooh, Jamie, sorry about the Willie Sneed news. Yeah, yeah what's uh, going on with your kids? Um, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> tough situation for, for him, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense now why he was running with the second-team offense and third-team offense, that they were just trying to get looks at other guys. Because no, there was apparently an appeal that went very quietly because um, it was brought down, according to the reports, from four games to three. So... If you still buy into Willie Sneed, this is going to help his draft value if you're still drafting because he's going to free fall. Uh, but for a lot of people that were counting on him as a starter to open the season, this is going to hurt. All right, so when are you comfortable taking Willie Sneed? Would you take him before or after Deshaun Jackson? Oh, after. Yes. Before or after Robbie Anderson? Before. I think he. I, I think he's worth before, and I think you should target him right around 100th overall. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let me get one more wide receiver in there. Uh, 
uh, Jeremy Macklin. Well, you guys like Macklin more. Mike Wallace or? I don't like Macklin. More than Wallace though, right? I like Macklin more than Wallace and I like Macklin more than Snead. But Wallace That's more, so you go Macklin, Snead, Wallace? Snead, Wallace. That's the range for it. Okay. Danny Amendola, his snaps are expected to be limited. So Chris Hogan's still the better pickup between him and Amendola and now Philip Dorsett. And Dave and I had a few reporters on our show on Saturday night. And, you know, it's going to be Dave, me, Dave, and Jamie sort of rotating on the Saturday night shows. First, we had Andrew Kramer, a Vikings beat reporter for the Minneapolis Star Tribune on. And he said he expects a big load, big workload from Dalvin Cook. And he thinks the offensive line could be like, what, what would you say? Like slightly above average? Right. Like right. passable for the Vikings. Like 51-48, that much above average. Uh, Mike Dempsey, a game day co-host on the Jaguars radio network, expects about 300 touches for Leonard Fournette, and I think he said like 30 catches. But right. he is also concerned about the Jaguars offensive line. He also was very outspoken about Allen Robinson and said what we've been saying all along. Great receiver, really tough situation for fantasy. Yeah, all oh right. He wasn't he was not bullish no, and he on liked Marquise him. Lee. And he thinks Marquise Lee uh he, he was talking about getting him with like one of his last picks in all of his drafts. Mike plays fantasy. So Mike used to host the fantasy show with Maurice Jones Drew. Mm-hmm. Yes he did. And uh for the Dallas Cowboys we had Drew Davison on. He covers them for the Star Telegram and he does not expect a sophomore slump for Dak or Ezekiel Elliott. He couldn't really shed much light on the Zeke suspension thing. Uh but he does expect the Cowboys pass defense to struggle. I think we all expect that. They they always seem to overperform with Rod Marinelli, but they they sh- they're set up to have a really bad pass defense in the beginning of the season at, at the very least. And uh you know, think about that. Eli Manning week 1, we'll see how you feel about that. Davison also mentioned that he expects the suspension to get shaved down but not completely eliminated. That now, was his educated guess. Right. Uh, thank you. And and so I I think it was it was nice to hear the confidence that Andrew Kramer had in Dalvin Cook and the confidence that Mike Dempsey had in at least the opportunity for Leonard Fournette. Uh, those are my, you know, it was it was comforting to hear that. But did it make you want to take them any higher than where they're already going? Take them higher. Down Thursday. Take them higher, maybe no. I'm looking third round for those guys. But yep. take them with more confidence, especially, I wouldn't say especially either of them. Yeah, I would say more confidence, yeah. How about you? I was already very confident in Dalvin Cook to begin with, so he he didn't tell me anything I didn't know. I, I I'll tell you, I liked his optimism on the offensive line because I'm not sure I'm as optimistic about it, but he believes that they're going to be a much better run blocking unit than pass blocking. Mm-hmm. Unit. That's going to make or break Dalvin Cook being from good to great because he's going to be good. It's just a matter of can he be great, and the same thing will be the role for Latavius Murray because if Murray's taking him out of you know goal line opportunities. I don't see much difference really between what Dalvin Cook and Amir Abdullah could be if both are great. Mm-hmm. I if the uh, I can't stand the goal line stuff. Goal line is outdated garbage, man. But it happens. I know and it does. It, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. It makes sense to justify a guy being on a roster. Like it makes sense to have. Well, a, I mean, a Murray's big not just going to come in on running back on uh, touchdown dives. I mean, they're going to play Latavius Murray. Yeah. You know, it, it's. We we could sit here and and uh, you know bleep all over Joe Mixon and what his role is going to be. We haven't seen Latavius Murray and how the Vikings plan to use him. You know they they signed him for a reason. Yep. So it, it's not as if he's just going to uh, all of a sudden wait for Dalvin Cook to get hurt or stink or whatever for him to be used. He's going to be used, and so is McKinnon. Cook should dominate touches because he's the best one there. But those guys are going to have roles, and if for whatever reason those guys get off to good you know starts in a game or good drives, then Cook's going to be in in a in a committee. So I don't think that it should change how you view Dalvin Cook one way or the other. But, you know, it's not like his uh, his situation is that much dramatically different than Mixon or McCaffrey or, you know, I mean, Hunt and, and Fournette are in, I think, different situations job-wise, talent-wise, a different story. You know who the luckiest man in sports broadcasting is? You. I am probably number two, but Gus Johnson is the luckiest man. This guy, if he is calling a game and it's 44 to 10 in the third quarter, don't turn it off. Cause I got a great text last night from my buddy. UCLA was down 44-10 with like two minutes left in the third. Now it's 44-38 with two minutes left and they have the ball. 
So I turned on the game. I watched the end, and I'm like, "Oh, are you surprised? This is a Gus Johnson game. He gets the he gets the best games in in sports history: college basketball, NFL, college football. Man, that was I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to catch the end of that game? It was insane. I did not. Insane. I'll probably take a look at it in January. Not clear. That's fans to see that. Yeah. Oh, Josh Rosen. Yeah. I, now I barely watched. I just watched the last two minutes, but not clear looking at the replay that that was a touchdown catch, the game winner. But honestly, Very questionable. They would have scored on the next play anyway. A and M was so out of gas. That was that was a lot of fun and uh, good college football over the weekend. And you want to go to a game? You want to see Josh Rosen? Look, if if Gus Johnson's calling a game, you should buy a ticket to it, and you should save. 20 bucks on SeatGeek. SeatGeek's been a sponsor of ours for a long time. And, and there's a reason for that. People really love SeatGeek. They go to games and concerts and comedy and theater all the time and they love cheap seats and they love getting $20 off their first purchase. So if you went in on that, download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. Again, the promo code is FFT on SeatGeek. Look, SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. They grade every ticket based on value. makes it really easy to see which tickets you should be buying. It's just a very easy app to use, and every purchase on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets with confidence. And our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase when you use our promo code FFT. Just download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. Promo code FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I've been saving this for a long time. Probably shouldn't have waited until after most people drafted. But, you know, people want to know, who should my flex be? A running back or a wide receiver? And I tried my best to answer it, and I'll let you guys interpret the data. But I looked at the last five years of data in standard scoring, half PPR, and PPR. And I figured, all right, let's use a 12-team league. So let's look at the top 60 players, because you do two receivers, two running backs, and a flex, that's 60. So what I was, what I did was I, I tallied up how many running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, tight ends finished in the top 60, not including quarterbacks, by the way. And I, you know, wrote it all down, typed it all up, and here's what I found out. In every single format, over the last five years, there have been a lot more wide receivers than running backs and tight ends, obviously, that have finished in the top 60. And I wasn't surprised in PPR. In PPR, the average is 34.2 wide receivers in the top 60, 17.6 running backs, 8.2 tight ends. A little less lopsided in half PPR, but still 32.6 wide receivers, 18.6 running backs finished in the top 60, 8.2 tight ends over the last five years. What I was surprised to see Standard scoring leagues, last five years of data, on average, 30 wide receivers in the top 60, 22.6 running backs, just more, just over seven tight ends. So I was surprised at how dominant wide receivers have been. Now there are more of them, I get that. But if you look at like ADP, I can, I can try to tally it now, but when I looked at it, I did the research a while ago, there were, it wasn't quite the same. It was like there were basically about even amounts of running backs and wide receivers being drafted in the top 60. So the, the data shows that wide receivers have performed better than running backs in any format over the last five years when you look at the top 60 non-quarterbacks, uh, in the final standings. So that would suggest that your flex should be a wide receiver? Does that what do you think? How do you interpret that? Or does it just reflect that there are more wide receivers and more opportunities for them to finish higher in the standings? That's what it is. There are more wide receivers than running backs. Running backs break down. The replacements aren't as good. They don't finish in the top 60. Wide receivers tend to stay healthier. They perform better. There's more of them, just like you said. So it's not a surprise to me. The other factor is that a lot of these running backs that finish in the top 60 aren't going to be used as flex. They're going to be used as starters. We need them on our teams. So I, I really think it comes down to the best player available on your roster for that fifth spot, sixth spot, whatever it is in your lineup uh, to fill that flex. Don't you think it's also more a matter of, and, and this speaks to what you guys were saying uh, to an extent, but the wide receivers tend to accumulate better stats over the course of the season, whereas you can get by, like we've talked about a little bit, with these pockets of using running backs. Mm-hmm. So like... Larry Fitzgerald, Emmanuel Sanders, we talk about those guys a lot and how their total stats are compared to their consistency. 
And so, like, you may be, if you just left them in your flex over the course of the season, you'd be fine. You'd have a lot of crappy weeks, but your end of number finish would put them in the range you're talking about. Right. But week to week, there'll be a lot of real, real bad games in there. And there will be running backs on the waiver wire that, or on your, on your bench. Right. Like, just, just, just as an example, like, I think Jacquez Rogers for the first two games of the season is going to be in, in the top 20 potentially of players, certainly at the running back position. Because of his matchup, assuming the Dolphins game gets played because of Hurricane Irma, but um, the uh, the uh, those two, that two game period, for whatever it may be, will put him better than whatever. Let's just say I'll say Larry Fitzgerald better than what Fitzgerald does over those two games. When you yeah. look back on the season, obviously it's not close. Sure, sure, yeah. No, I totally, I totally get that. I just thought it was interesting research, but people want to know who should your flex be, and I think the best thing to do is play it week by week. In PPR, do you guys typically? Lean. When I draft, I I assume that my flex is going to be a wide receiver in PPR. Yep. Yeah. Just that about every week. All right, then. I have a food story I want to share with you. I got to get your thoughts. It's very controversial. But first, let's read some emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Also coming up on the show, uh, more news cuts. Jonathan Williams got cut. That was weird. New England what released that. What's that? What is that? Why? Why, why did he get cut? He's not very good. Look good to me. Cut, why would you cut a guy that's young, that's cheap, when you have no depth of the position? I, that's why I'm saying, what the hell's going on? Either they're not confident in him, or he's probably just not very good. Yeah, I don't know. They're making a lot of moves for the future. And uh, Sammy Coates is on Cleveland. Josh Doxson returned to practice. We'll update you on some news and notes. Uh, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. This is, oh, no name. Let's say it's Alex. He's from any town in the UK. Manchester. He's from Man... Oh, I was going to do the... I can't do accents anymore. Why not? I don't know. I, I can do it if I hear it. I can imitate, but I can't just do a British accent. He says, Dear Sir Alex, David, Jose, and Ron. And I think that is Manchester United, Dave, so way to go. I'm the man. Maybe. I could be wrong. We did our two-quarterback draft on the 11th of August due to time constraints and wanting as many people to be live and in the room as possible. But a lot has changed since then, like the Edelman injury, and a lot of ad drops have been made since August 11th. Last night, one of our league members thought he was resetting a different league he manages, and he successfully managed to reset our entire two-quarterback league. All hell breaks loose, and people need to remember who they own from ad drops. My question is, please, can you advise a punishment for this person? Be as evil as you like. Woo, Jamie, you can relate to this. Resetting the wrong league. Yeah, except I have a connection that restores everything. So, <laughs> um, And if this person played on CBS, we could have hooked him up with the exact same connection. But we so, don't know if he does. So there's, if there's he does, no, email us. There's no transaction report. There's no nothing. They have no record of the results. Or maybe they, uh, I think they wiped it all out. He wiped out the league. But like in our <laughs> site, if you wipe out the, the draft results, he wiped out the league? Yeah. Oh no, he wiped out the results of, uh, he wiped out the rosters. rosters it looks like. Yeah, if he wiped no, out the rosters. No, it says he reset a league. Because there's, there's a difference here. Cause like if, if I wipe out the rosters, there's still, I have the transaction report of every league I've ever run. Hmm. History. Interesting. Well, that helps the with the ad drops. This, it doesn't help with the draft. The person who well, did it does because like oh. there's always an automated response that sends a, an, uh, an email result on any league. You oh, know. right. You might have if this is a CBS league, you might have the, no. But even like I, I get that from the uh, NFL.com at least. Okay, you might have a you might have a automated email. Hey, you got this grade, and here's your team, and yep. all that. So that could help. All right, what's the punishment though? I think this guy has to do one big favor for everybody else in the league before the end of the football season. Okay, well that could be fun. I think he's Or he, uh, he has to pick 12th in every round. Every round? I was gonna if suggest to like redo the, the first draft? two or three. Huh? I was gonna suggest like the first two or three rounds, not every round. No, but... every round. Oh boy. That's he can pick first in the last round. Sure. <laughs> Thanks Dave. Alright, email from Isaac. I've been hearing some chatter about Josh Gordon. What are your thoughts on him? If he plays, it'd be great, but no, don't see not. it happen. No, no, whatever. He's not, when's he coming back? How is he coming back? Okay. Don't, you you don't might have it. a better chance putting Jamie on your fantasy team. <laughs> that happened once. I know. It did? Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was like, one of the first couple years that I started working here, when I was writing the waiver wire column, 
they had to submit their ad drops via email. And the guy didn't read the column. He just opened it, and my name was the first thing he saw. <laughs> and so he emailed into his league, I'll pick up Jamie Eisenberg. <laughs> you, you've heard this story before. I swear I've never heard it. You have. Yeah. I've been here with really? you. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I must have forgotten So, like, it. the guy, whoever the commissioner was, sent me the screen grab of it, and it was very funny. That's awesome. Uh, this is from Aaron in Reno. Hey, Peyton, Kyle, and Jay. Uh, Broncos quarterback? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I recently completed a draft. I drafted Brandon Cooks, Rob Gronkowski, and Mike Gillisley. I'm nervous that I drafted too many Patriots. Am I alright or should I trade one? I think if you expect two of the three to be good each week, you'll be okay. So is it Gronk, Brady, who? Gilly. No, it's Gronk, Cooks, and, and Gilly Boy. Yeah, of course. Gilly that's awesome. Boy? Gilly Boy. That's what he goes by. You don't know that? No, I've never heard that before in my life. Well, it's because I just made it up, Dave. That's that's awesome. Silly Gilly. They all play different positions, so, you know, that's fine. Email from Ben. Where's Ben from? Ben is from Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Would you drop the Vikings D for the Steelers or the Falcons? Uh, uh, The Steelers are one of my favorite DSC. I moved them up to third. Really? You think they're going to have a good defense week to week, not just week one? Yes, week two, week and week one. So are you okay dropping the Vikings for them? Yes. Not me. I'll stick with the Vikings. And I want to give a shout-out to Jack. Jack emailed us about his league. They are donating 50% of the pot to uh, the Red Cross for Harvey Relief. Yep. I've actually awesome. seen a lot of people uh, promise to dedicate 10% of their prize pool. 50% is amazing. So Jack doing that in his league, that's incredible, but... I think this is a good way to show the world that fantasy football is a good thing, not a bad thing, not a greed thing, not a gambling thing. You take a portion of your of your league's fees and you donate it to the hurricane relief effort. It's the least you can do. Yeah, it is nice. I mean, we're all getting shown up by J.J. Watt to begin with. Right. This, I, and what he's doing is incredible. But we can all do our part to help out. J.J. Watt, you're the man. $18 million. Dollars. Probably still counting. So How much? $18 million. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And he did a charity drive yesterday that didn't even involve any of that money, you know, gave out some supplies and I think some food and stuff like that. So it's awesome. Good for him. Um we're gonna have Will on in, in just a bit. So let me let me ask you this. All right. I'm in the city yesterday. I went into New York City. And, and let me be an elitist about it. Everything in the city is just bet. It's just the best, right? We all know this. The food is incredible in New York City. So I'm being somewhat sarcastic, but it is really good. But yeah, the 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 people who leave their fancy drafts early are the best too. <laughs> I was sick, so uh, I I met a friend and his fiance and and another couple that they were friends with, and they're foodies, I guess. Now they found a dessert place. Okay, imagine a dessert place that's got a lot of buzz on the internet, a lot of buzz to the point where you can expect to wait online just to get into this place. It's not a sit down place, by the way. You just go and order and you leave and you eat your dessert. You can wait up to three hours online across the street from this place, outside. And we waited about 45 to 50 minutes in line. Is there any type of dessert place that you think could justify that kind of wait? Absolutely. Sure. Really? Okay. Yes. Now, well, There's one in the city. Not in my opinion. So um, what if I told you that uh, – Max Brenner. Oh, Max Brenner's. So Max Brenner's is different. This is like, this is just like a counter. Let me, let me just ask you, what if it were an ice cream place? It had some cookies, but it's basically just ice cream. Is it the cupcake place? It's the cookie dough place. I was gonna say, it's not ice cream, it's cookie dough. So, they have scoops of cookie dough. And I got like a peanut butter cookie dough with peanut butter with Reese's pieces in there. But, that's all it is. They have like fancy cookie dough. And people wait for hours. To get cookie dough. Was it good? No, it, when you were a kid, didn't your parents tell you, don't eat all that cookie dough, you're gonna get a stomach ache? You don't know how many times my parents told me not to eat. When <laughs> I was David, it, don't eat all that pizza again. Was it good? Okay, I enjoyed it. like four or five times a week they'd have to tell me. I enjoyed it for a little bit, but like, we got, like, not a little nauseous. You ate too much cookie dough, and it's not good enough to – like, I would rather have ice cream any day of the week. I don't understand why, people, are you waiting outside online for hours to have cookie dough. It's bizarre. 
You know what you should do? You should open up a place across the street that has nothing but ovens, and people can take their cookie dough across the street, and they can turn their cookie dough into cookies, and then they won't get sick. And then you could have like a little ice cream parlor in there, and they could turn them into ice cream sandwiches. You'll be a millionaire. They have a sign outside. It's handwritten. Adam's Harry Ice Cream Sandwiches. And it says – they do have ice cream there. You can put like cookie dough in ice cream. You can buy cookies. But it says like the line is across the street for real dough. It's just like dough. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of funny. I guess it was cool as an experience, but my God, I will never go back there. I don't, I didn't even like it that much. And waiting online? Wow. Wow. So Ali didn't like it either? Like, we all felt the same way. Like, okay, what are we going to do with all this cookie dough? <laughs> we brought it home to make cookies with, I guess, but I don't know how. We're probably going to be able to make like one or two. But, uh, anyway, don't waste your time if you live in New York. New York City sounds like the greatest city in the world. It's pretty Based cool. I gotta, Amazing. I gotta be honest. Now, uh, let me tell you something else that's great. Important announcement here. No brainer announcement. You have to shave, guys, right? We all have to shave. I, I mean, I don't shave that much, but I shave. You didn't shave this morning. I didn't shave this morning. Uh, stop paying so much for razors and for blades. Next time you have to put your clothes on and your shoes on and hop in the car to go to the store and spend too much money on a razor or razor blades, why not just use Harry's razors instead? You're gonna get an amazing shave kit shipped right to your door. And it's basically free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Go to harrys.com slash FFT. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FFT. Why not? You don't like free stuff? We all like it. And the product's great. I use my Harry's razors. I, I love the shave gel. My wife likes the scent of the shave gel. That's just a bonus. This is really a great offer. Here's what you're getting at harrys.com slash FFT. Free trial. Weighted ergonomic razor handle. Five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. Rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover, all of this for free. Just pay for shipping. Get your free trial at harrys.com slash FFT, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FFT. Let's get Mr. Brinson on the podcast right now. Will is one of our writers for CBSSports.com. Awesome, awesome NFL content. And he's on the Pick 6 podcast, which is really, really fun. He gets to... Argue with Pete Prisco and Jason Lockenfora and Nick Costos all the time. And now you get to argue with us. What's up, Will? What's going on, guys? I got to say, this is a, um, technologically, this is a little bit smoother than working with Pete Prisco. My Skype is working. <laughs> give us a, give us a, a story about tech, technologically challenged old man Pete Prisco. Well, I mean, the thing about Pete is that, like, he, he believes that every second of his day is infinitely more precious than, like, your entire day. And so, if you call him at 10.03, or you're like, hey, we gotta push this back a couple of minutes, because, you know, that stuff happens in this, you know, when you're doing podcasts, he, he starts to melt down, and then he gets on the podcast, and he, and, you know, he gets, he gets all mad that, that you're running late, and then he's like, it's not my Skype! And we're like, alright, Pete, I'm wired, you're wired. He's like, I'm on wireless. My wireless is great. Okay, this is great. It's great. And, and, and then his wireless doesn't work. It's, it's, it's really, it's like Groundhog Day, honestly. Well, you guys have an awesome show and an awesome dynamic. And I encourage everyone to subscribe to the Pick Six podcast. You get your fantasy advice from us, get your NFL talk from them. And, and what the, 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 you know, the insight you get from Pete and Jason Lockenfora, who was given some really good stuff on Ezekiel Elliott on the last episode. You know, you're not going to get that here. You're not going to get that on most podcasts. So it's a really good mix of fun and 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 insider knowledge that I think football fans are really going to love. Uh, let's talk fantasy here, and I want to ask you guys who I asked you on. Uh, I think our Thursday podcast in Philadelphia. Who do you have a lot of on your teams? Who do you have zero shares of? And let me start with our guest of honor, Will Brinson. Will, who do you have like zero shares of intentionally? Who did you avoid in drafts this year? Um, uh, Jordan Howard, I have zero shares of. Me too. Mainly. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that we're just blindly assuming Jordan Howard is going to be superb this year. Remember, I mean, he was, I mean, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't supposed to just waltz in and, and, and dominate last year. I like Tariq Cohen a lot, and I found myself in spots in drafts where it came to, and I have zero shares, of, I have zero shares of DeMarco Murray too. I, I like, I have, I didn't draft any of those first round running backs. Instead, I picked, you know, some like a like a Jordy Nelson or a Mike Evans or even Michael Thomas, um, Jay Ajayi. I would rather have those guys than Demarco or Jordan Howard. Um, I just don't. I think that people are assuming these RB ones are going to be great this year, and I would much rather take a a, a high end wide receiver at the back of that first round than than one of those guys. But what happens when you're in round two and Jordan Howard's staring you in the face? Because I don't think anybody's taking Jordan Howard in round one, and I think very few people would take Demarco in round one. 
Well, I, I mean, if you have that, if you have that seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve spot, like you're, that's the soft spot. I would just rather take two wide receivers, or I would gamble on Zeke Elliott there, or I would take uh, Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the reason I didn't take Jordan Howard or Isaiah Crowell is not because I don't think they're good, not because I don't think the interior of their lines are good. I'm just worried about touchdowns, and I couldn't get over that fear, I guess. Um, but I know, like Dave, you like both those guys, Howard and Crowell. I could see myself being completely wrong on them, but. Uh, I, I don't like I don't love running backs on bad teams unless they're going to catch a ton of passes. I and that was my concern with them. Okay, well Crowell had forty catches last year. He did. Year. I he think did. Murray's had at least fifty catches three of the last. No, four I like years. Murray. I like Murray. It, it, okay, well I'm defending Murray to Will then. Okay. And as for Jordan Howard, yeah, I don't know if he's going to get fifty catches or forty catches this year. I, I think in fact he probably won't because Tariq Cohen could come in there and take that role from him. But I still buy into his talent. And definitely his opportunity. He's going to be, he's going to be that whole offense in Chicago. And maybe that'll be a problem because there could be stacked boxes or maybe the blocking is good enough up front for him that he can have a nice rushing average and still do well at the goal line. But he, he, he has the most Todd Gurley like potential of great rookie season coming out of nowhere and then just falling on his face. I wouldn't say Gurley came out of nowhere. Like, well, nobody expected Howard Gurley, definitely came nobody out of expected nowhere. Gurley to be as good as he was coming off the tourney seal. Sure. Uh, so Dave and Jamie, who are some players that you have like zero shares of? Uh, Ty Montgomery. I think I have, I took him in a draft yesterday for the first time just to take him. Um, I don't have any of DeMarco. I'm with Will. DeMarco's somebody that I've avoided a lot. Uh, Lynch, not a lot of Lynch, not a lot of Peterson. Okay. Definitely not a lot of Lynch. I don't have any of Cam Newton. He's getting picked long before I'm willing to take him. I don't see him having a great year. So, Will, how do you feel about the Ty Montgomery? I don't think I have any Ty Montgomery either. He's just, it's, it's a little rich for my blood. I, I like Ty Montgomery as a player. Um, yes. But I do, I do wonder, I, I don't know, it's, it's the blind assumption that he's going to be a, like, I don't feel, I don't feel like Green Bay is going to use him in the way that fantasy owners want them to use him. And I, I think that with, if he, if he plays as a traditional running back for the full season, I think he'll struggle with health a little bit. And the fact that you have Jordy and Devontae, there's, there's so many balls to go around there, so many guys for, for the balls to go around there that I don't love Ty Montgomery as a, as a guy at his price this year. Alright, let's, let's do some over-unders, guys. Will, um, before we do that, I probably should ask you this right off the bat, cause you've written a lot about it. How many games do you think Zeke's missing this year? I'm starting to come around to the idea that he misses for a suspension that he misses zero. You think, think why you think it'll be like Brady? I think what's going to happen is so today is today we're recording this on Monday on Labor Day. You guys, you know, you, there's no days off for you guys. Mm-hmm. I know how you work. Um, you know how I work. We just rise and grind. All <laughs> um, but I, I really do think though that so this court is not going to hear this temporary restraining order issue until Tuesday at 5 p.m. And then all of a sudden you have a situation where you have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, three business days for this court to make a decision on this injunction and whether or not they'll hear the case. And the problem is if you're, if you're this, if you're this district court, if you decide like what, what, what's, what's the smarter play if you're this district court to go ahead and just make a snap decision in three days and, and, and let him miss that week one or not to make a decision? Because what, what happens is he is irreparably harmed if he misses week one. I mean, he can never, ever get that game back. And the other option you have is to grant the injunction, push it out a year, worry about it in the offseason, and then proceed with this case. And I, I don't think that the court will ultimately agree with Zeke, and I think he will ultimately serve a suspension. But I'm starting to come around to the idea that they're going to grant the injunction, like Brady, like Brady two years ago, Push it out a year and then deal with it and the labor law stuff that comes around. I just think they'll end up being conservative and, and not want to miss games when he, you can't give him those games back. And I think that's the ultimate problem. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll, we'll have more coverage for you on cbsports.com slash NFL. Over-unders. Rob Gronkowski games played 13 and a half. Let's go. Jamie, Dave, Will. Rob Gronkowski games played 13 and a half. Over-under. Over. Pure blind optimism. Over. Over. He's got more games playing 15 games or more than he does less. He's secretly kind of healthy throughout his career. All right. Rob Gronkowski, we like him to play 14 or more games. 
Todd Gurley, 100-yard rushing games. He's had one of these in his last 24 games. Over under three and a half 100-yard rushing games for Todd Gurley. Jamie, Dave, Will. Over. Week one. He's going to get one right there. He's going to have two the first two weeks of the season. Over. They're going to feed this guy. He didn't stink last year because... He's not good. He stunk because he was had to work for Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher's your boss. He'd stink too. <laughs> so you think he'll you think he'll turn it around? Well, you think a good year for him for Gurley? I, I love Gurley. I, I don't have a whole lot of Gurley this year, but not on purpose. He just went where I wanted to take it. What I heard Coming is that for, you didn't have a lot of, for five one hundred yard games from Gurley this year. Okay. What I heard, Will, is that you didn't have a whole lot of Gurley for most of your life. <laughs> oh yeah, got him. Uh, Tevin, 90% of my life, honestly. Tevin Coleman scored 11 total touchdowns last year in 13 games on 149 touches. By comparison, Carlos Hyde played the same amount of games, had 95 more touches than Tevin Coleman, but scored two fewer total touchdowns, rushing plus receiving. So, over under for Tevin Coleman, eight and a half total touchdowns. Jamie Dave Will. Under. Also under. Under, and I actually did some research on this because I was waiting so long for you guys to call me. Um, <laughs> the, uh, do you know how many guys have, since 1987, 30 years, have more than 10 touchdowns, less than 120 rushing attempts, and less than 35 receptions in a year? 11, ever, since 1987. It's not going to happen. And two of those guys, Dante Culpepper and uh, Cordell Stewart, are quarterbacks. Wow. The last guy to do it, Willis McGahee in 09. Larry Johnson in 04, and obviously Coleman in 2016. It's just not going to happen. Wow. Yeah, this is another guy. I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams. Nope, either. All right, over under. Deshaun Jackson, he has had 1,000 receiving yards in three of his last four seasons, the only exception being 2015 when Jackson played nine games. Deshaun Jackson receiving yards over under 1,000. Under. Under by at least 100 yards. Wow. Over. Ooh, over. Over. Listen to Will. Cheer. If you look at if you look at the deep ball stats here, Kirk Cousins is like third in passer rating on deep balls. Deshaun Jackson led the league last year, according to Pro Football Focus, in deep passing yards. That's yards over uh, targets twenty yards more down the field. Sixteen of thirty-two that he caught. Mike Evans had thirty-nine such targets. This is going to be Jameis loves to throw the deep ball, throws it well. Deshaun Jackson ratchets up your your uh, your deep ball passing, and I think he has a big year. Hmm. All right, all right. Uh, finally, and this one will be interesting for Will because Will is known to draft a lot of Carolina Panthers. He's a Carolina guy, but actually less so, less so lately. I feel. I feel like uh, I feel like you're doing better in that area. So Cam Newton, over under 300 rushing yards. That's not a lot. Over under 300 rushing rushing yards for Cam Newton, Jamie. Uh, over, but in the same range he was at last year, which is under 400. Dave, I'm gonna go under. I think he really takes a big step back with his rushing. Uh, I think it's an easy over, and I think people are misconstruing this offense. It's not They're not going to stop Cam rushing that much, I don't think. They just don't want him to get hit in the pocket. That's the goal. That's why you bring in McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. Get the ball out quickly so he's not taking those big drops and not getting hit. He doesn't get damaged when he runs. He gets damaged when he sits in the pocket and gets jacked up by pass rushers. Interesting. So he kind of he stopped running really last year after the concussion, which is well, why- yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but, <laughs> yeah. but so you don't think he's yeah. He, but to Will's point, though, if, if he's trying to avoid getting hit in the pocket, he should escape a little more. Well, he didn't though last year. It was twelve or that's, eleven that, well, games. That, that's kind of counterintuitive, though. But it, that's what happened. I, I'm well, not, I agree with you. I, I I think Will's wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, it's an interesting take, uh, and uh, that's our over under segment. Let's do some combos. Tell me which combos you would rather have. And, and, Will, you know, we talked about this last month without you on the podcast. Maybe it was two months ago. How do you feel about the snack combos? I, I think they're gross, but a lot of people really like them. Well, I think the key to a combo is that you have to get the pretzel kind because otherwise you're dealing with sort of a, a mishmash and sort of a homogenous layer of cheese and, and, and bread. And I think that when you add the pretzel in there, it gives it enough crunch. I would also say that if you go pizza combos, you can't lose either. Would you wait 45 minutes online for for a cookie dough d- uh, dessert store, like fancy cookie dough? It's, what does that have to do with commerce? It just just answer uh, the question, Will. I would never wait 45 minutes online Thank for any you. dessert. You're, yeah, it's a yeah, 100%. but Adam, you got to understand something. Will has everything just delivered right to his front door. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, for the most part. Yeah, uh, but like your au pair situation is so different than Will's whole staff. 
You have a staff, Will. Well, yeah, I mean, like, who's – you can't not have a butler for your butler. Like, what is he <laughs> just not have a butler? That's insane. Uh, that's the way to treat people. Uh, actually, before we do our, our combos, uh, I have to tell you about Draft, okay? It, um, if you love fantasy football, you need to try my favorite new app. It's Draft. It's weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season leagues, season-long leagues, but you do it all the time. It's a draft that lasts for just one week and only takes a few minutes to complete, by the way. There's no management. Just set it and forget it. And once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. And if you have some last-minute injuries, draft even takes care of that for you. Very cool feature. So drafts start every couple minutes. You can join one right now. And the best part, you can play for some cold, hard cash. Drafts start for just $1, and there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, playing a real live snake draft just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, but you do it every single week. So come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whatever you want. Now, for a limited time, all of our new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code FF today. So play for real money, a free game you're going to get though, but a real a money game for free uh, with the promo code FF today on your first deposit on Draft. Again, search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and play for free with promo code FF today. Which combo would you rather have? This time we'll switch the order. We'll go Will, Dave, Jamie, Rob Gronkowski, and Isaiah Crowell, or Travis Kelsey and Todd Gurley. This is a good, this is a good choice. Um, I would take Kelsey and Gurley. And my goal here is to try and shoot for guys who I think can be number one at their position. I think Crowell can be top ten, but I don't think he can be number one. I do believe Gurley could be the number one running back, and I know that Travis Kelsey could be the number one tight end. I'm going Gronk and Crowell, and it's not even close because we've seen Gronk be the number one tight end before. All he has to do is stay healthy to do it. And I'm not, I like Crowell better than Gurley this year. I think he's going to be working behind a better offensive line. I think he's going to have pretty much the same type of game script that Gurley has all year long. I think he bullies his way into better numbers than he had last year. I will also take Gronk and Crowell because Gronk is the best player in this scenario and I don't think that's close. So when he is on his game, he will destroy his position and Crowell and Gurley will be close. Uh, but Kelsey and Gronk will not be close if Gronk is Gronk. All right, next combo. LaShawn McCoy and Dez Bryant. So let's say McCoy first round, Dez second round, or Jordan Howard and A.J. Green. LaShawn McCoy and Dez Bryant or Jordan Howard and A.J. Green? The Bills are very concerning in that they may be starting. Sounds like they're going to start Nathan Peterman week one. Like two two days ago, he was just an editor on the on the NFL desk in Fort Lauderdale, and now he's going to be the starting Bills quarterback. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, I, I'll take Shady and Dez though. I, th- I think it wouldn't. I, I love AJ Green, but it wouldn't surprise me if he and Dez ended up having a even year. And I think Shady will easily out this Jordan Howard. I'm going to go with McCoy and Dez as well. And it's a close call between them, but I think McCoy is is going to finish higher than Jordan Howard. And I don't know if Dez finishes higher than A.J. Green, but I don't think he'll be too far behind. Uh, McCoy on the Chiefs and Dez on the Cowboys will be a much better combo. <laughs> uh, that'd be nice. McCoy and Dez. That trade should have been made already. Over Howard and Green. Happen. All right, next combo. Let's say you have a late first-round pick. Do you like Jordy Nelson and DeMarco Murray or Jordy Nelson and Michael Thomas? Jordy Nelson and DeMarco or Jordy Nelson and Michael Thomas? Will, Dave, Jamie. This is literally why I know DeMarco shares. Michael Thomas, easily. I'm going to go with the running back because I'm worried. This sounds like somebody who's drafting in late round one, early round two. When you come back in, in late round three, the running backs that are left aren't going to be very good. DeMarco is going to catch plenty of passes. Derrick Henry didn't have an amazing preseason. He only looked he, – he looks the part of a dominating, bullying rusher, but he didn't play great. And I wonder if that's going to lead to DeMarco Murray safely getting – a similar type of workload, maybe five to ten percent less than last year. I'll take Jordy and Demarco Murray, and I'll find a good receiver in round three. Uh, I will absolutely take the receivers here, and Demarco's going to lose much more than that in terms of his touches to Derrick Henry because they're going to work in Henry a lot more, and that's not including if Murray gets hurt at his, uh, you know, point in his career where he's already battled two injuries in in training camp in the preseason with a broken hand and uh, the hamstring problem. So 
I like uh, those two receivers a lot, and I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Thomas is better than Jordy. So both those guys have first round potential for sure. All right, next combo: Le'Veon Bell and Doug Baldwin. So you have an early pick: Le'Veon Bell and Doug Baldwin, or Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey. And let's make it tough and say PPR: Le'Veon Bell and Doug Baldwin, or Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey. This is a really, really hard one because I mean, like, I'm. I think that. Not being biased, I think that you should probably take Bell and Baldwin. I mean, if I have a pick between Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. And then I'll just deal with the fallout as it comes back through. But Dave and I talked about Christian McCaffrey's stats this year, just awful. I mean, and I mentioned it in an article I wrote about McCaffrey. I mean, I think his floor is a top, well, is that floor? Is that his floor? I think his ceiling is as a top 10 running back in both standard and PPR if he has the season that I, that we think he could have, which is, uh, 200 carries, 60 catches, um, and then average 4.5 yards per carry and 7 yards per catch, which is not that crazy. Le'Veon Bell is among the most consistent players in fantasy football. He's a no-brainer with a top three pick. And Doug Baldwin, I would take him ahead of Christian McCaffrey in the PPR league. Happily, we'll have those two on my fantasy team. So I was a little distracted. Uh, the Colts have already ruled out Andrew Luck for the week, so I was looking at that. What was the combo again? Le'Veon Bell and Doug Baldwin. Or Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey? I'll take Bell and Baldwin. When you say they ruled out luck, does that mean from practice or from playing? Ruled out for week one. I wonder okay. if he practices. That's what I'm waiting to see. Get him on the field. And uh, Chris Ballard says no timetable. All right. Well, it's what not a surprise. Doing? We were never expecting what is this? week one. What did I tell you, Dave? What did I tell you? It's gonna, I'm telling you, it's going to be four to eight games. Well, they would have put him on pup. on the pup list. Because same reason Tony Romo wasn't on IR last year. Or the year before. All right, all right. You last, don't lock yourself in. You don't have to. Yeah. Last combo. Actually, this is relevant now. Tom Brady and Michael Crabtree. Tom Brady and Crabtree, or Matt Ryan and T.Y. Hilton. So I will take Brady and Crabtree because Matt Ryan has been heavily overdrafted this year, and I, I don't have any Matt Ryan. Shares. <laughs> what was that? How? What was he overdrafted? Hardly, heavily. heavily, heavily. <laughs> I think you meant to say heavily, but instead you said. <laughs> Heavily. Heavily. That was awesome. And I have zero T.Y. Hilton shares because there's Andrew Luck. I don't think Andrew, I think Andrew Luck is going to play less than 10 games. I have plenty of Matt Ryan on my fantasy teams. I got him in round six or later. That's why I have a lot of Matt Ryan on my fantasy teams. I do not have much of T.Y. Hilton. The Brady Crabtree combo is that delicious um, pizza combo. Wow, Matt Ryan and T.Y. Hilton is like that sweet potato, mushroom, and um, coleslaw combo <laughs> that they tried selling in Kazakhstan. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, Luck is going to be practicing this week. Okay, so that's at least a step in the right direction. All right, Jamie, Tom Brady gonna, and Crabtree. They're going to bring him back in week four at Seattle, and he's going to get clobbered. Tom Brady and Crabtree or Matt Ryan and Hilton? I'm sorry again? Brady and Crabtree or Ryan and Hilton? Uh, Brady and Crabtree. Alrighty. Thank you. Will Brinson, wonderful guest appearance. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. And, um, if you, if you like any of what I said, you can hear more on the Pick Six podcast. Currently ranked 69th in iTunes. We don't want it to go up or down. Nice. Well, well, if you could only work with Pete or Nick for the rest of your life, who would you choose? That's not fair. Jason. That's hard. Just pick Jason then. <laughs> Jason, I'll take, I'll take. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Pete or Nick? Um, well, I, I'll tell you what, uh, I will pick Pete because there's a good chance he's dead in 10 years. Oh God. Wow. But is it, aren't, aren't Nick, isn't Nick just a younger version of Pete? I feel like they're the same exact person. <laughs> it is. He's, the, the, he's like a, a, a less tan, like slightly furrier, <laughs> younger version of Pete. Awesome. Awesome. He has more hair on his head. He is, yeah. But, but Pete had a great head of hair back then, as he'll often tell you. Alright, listen, you want more of these guys? Pick Six Podcast, also Fantasy Football Today. Will, thanks man. Good luck in your leagues. Yeah guys, enjoy, uh, enjoy your Labor Day. That was awesome stuff from Will Brinson. Let's run through the news and notes here and tell me what matters and what doesn't matter. First of all, Joe Flacco, Danny Woodhead, and Brashad Perryman all returned to practice. For Baltimore, so Flacco, we expect to play Week One, right? Yeah, I, and if you're stuck with this Andrew Luck stuff, 
uh, no Vontez Perfect, no Pac-Man Jones. So he could have a pretty decent week one. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, running backs. The pa- also, if you're planning on Tyrod Taylor, who's still dealing with a concussion. Patriots release Brandon Bolden. So what does that mean, Dave? I think it means Rex Burkhead could take his role on special teams. And uh, otherwise, it means very, very little for fantasy football. Okay. But but it's good for Gillisley? It's good for the the other four guys because right. if Bolden made it clearly, then they're probably going to cut Deion Lewis. Okay. The Bills cut Jonathan Williams, so is Mike Tolbert worth drafting if you're the McCoy owner? No. They're going to go with a committee. Uh, it's like the weirdest committee of all time. It's Mike Tolbert, Joe Banyard, and Taiwan Jones. Mm, okay. Like, they should be in, like, a slapstick comedy movie together, not as the backfield to the show. I'd watch it. Or behind the show. I would watch it in a heartbeat. The, the 49ers. Tol- I would watch a movie with Mike Tolbert alone because <laughs> he's hilarious. But the whole combo is weird. The 49ers cut Tim Hightower and put Joe Williams on IR. So is Matt Breida worth drafting if you're the Carlos Hyde owner? Yes, yes. And, and I, do not overlook Kyle Uchek because they're going to use him a lot. Uchek, yep. Good. They, Kyle Shanahan referred to him, I think it was Kyle Shanahan who referred to him, as his offensive weapon. Yeah, there's also, you know, they, they traded Vance McDonald, and they like George Kittle, who they drafted, but Uchek is going to be used in that regard as well. Do you think he could get four catches a week? I think he could average that. I don't think he will be consistent in that, but yeah, sure. Interesting. He's a fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, but he's right, a very he's, good one. He's very, very skilled. The Colts claimed Matt Jones, a former third-round pick of Washington, but no. I mean, who who not would— Not drafting him, not putting him on my roster. Uh, who's the number two running back there? Turbin? I, th- I think the one you want to have, if you have to have one, is Marlon Mack. Right, but I do think that if we were to see a Frank Gore injury— Which we won't. Because it never <laughs> happens. He never goes away. Never. Um, then it could be very interesting because the the this speaks to trying to find a successor. And Matt Jones, if he didn't have the fumble problems, I think he averaged over four yards a carry. And they could use youth. You know, he's a what, former third round pick. So a, a combo of Mac and and Jones could be interesting down the road. And uh, wide receiver news: Josh Doxson returned to practice for the Redskins. The Browns acquired Sammy Coates for a six-round pick, and he had uh, he started last year, Coates, with five straight games with 50 or more receiving yards, three of those with 79 or more receiving yards, and he scored 25 fantasy points against the Jets, and he looked like a pretty talented player. So does Sammy Coates matter at all? Does he hurt Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt? You know, tell me. The knock on Sammy Coates is that he has terrible hands. And he's had it for a while. And if the Steelers can fix him, yep. <laughs> like when he was a baby, he'd, he'd hold the bottle, and then he'd drop the bottle, and then mom would have to pick up the bottle. The only baby that did that, actually. Yeah, I know. Babies Surprising. otherwise have a pretty good grip on that thing. <laughs> if the Steelers couldn't fix him, I have a hard time believing the Browns can. Yeah, but but does it hurt Corey Coleman then or Kenny Britt? Ah, this guy's going to step in right away and take targets? I don't know. He, I think he's, he's, he's competing talented. to be the third guy. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. The Jets signed Will Ty. Uh, 14-team league, is he relevant, Will Ty? No. Okay. He might be gone in a week when Austin Superior Jenkins is no longer suspended. And the Buccaneers got better on defense. They signed TJ Ward. Kansas yep. City starting cornerback Steven Nelson is going to miss at least eight games after core muscle surgery. Mm, that's bad. Yeah. Young Hook. Week one against the Patriots and they don't have one of their starting quarters. They're, yeah, they should just go to week two. They're 0-1. Young Hook is San Diego's kicker. And the Redskins safety, Sua Cravens, good young player. He's played one year. He's considering retiring, and he's on the exempt list right now. Uh, guys, like we really have about a minute. I want to try try to keep this under an hour if we can, but if we can't, big deal. Uh, let's do some real quick emails. Rapid fire from John. Would you drop Jamal Williams to pick up Jeremy Hill in a half PPR league? Uh, if you needed somebody right away, then yes. If you can just wait to see who has the better long-term appeal, I would still stick with Williams. Fair enough. From Dustin, should I start Abdullah or Gillisley in week one? Or Gore or Forte? Uh, I don't love Abdullah week one, so mm. I would start Gillisley. I would too. From Daryl, 14-team standard scoring league. Um, I'm in the process of, it's a dynasty league, and he's, he hates his team and wants to build for next year. Would you trade A.J. Green for Leonard Fournette? 
no. Okay. He's he's playing for the future in a dynasty league. There still doesn't mean that Fournette's better than AJ Green three years from now. You might want to wait and see how things go. Maybe you can. Eh, I don't know if he gets off to a good start. He wants to know how foolish it is. I don't think it's that foolish. It's it's defensible. it's completely reasonable. Yeah. In fact, I think you could even ask for more for Fournette and still get away with it, like Fournette and a pick. All right, and finally, Matt from Maine. Who should I drop in a 14-team PPR league? Corey Davis, Corey Coleman, or Kevin White? Kevin White. Coleman or White. But I think probably Coleman, White. Coleman's going to be good with Kaiser. He looked for him a lot in that third preseason game. I think Coleman's set up for a big year. I would not drop him. I would drop Kevin White for sure. All right, guys. That's it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your Labor Day, everybody. And Dave and Jamie, I appreciate you doing this. I know you're working today, but you didn't have to do this show, so thank you for for, uh, for doing it. Good stuff. Anything for you, buddy. Oh, what a guy. Cookie dough for everybody. See you later. Bye.